Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on Voice America on the Variety Channel, hosting the Lead Technologies Show, T3, Today, Tomorrow, Technologies, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or noon East Coast Time. You can also listen to our show on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, morning or evenings. Check out the local listing at voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel. I'm so excited today. I'm sitting here with Alex Loreno, my executive assistant to the radio show. And I can tell you that over the last uh, two months, I've been looking at uh, new technologies in every field. Uh, and, and we've covered a lot of these fields, but I'm really excited to share some of the knowledge that we gain, either through research, study, or looking at the uh, searching the internet for these new technology developments. I'm really happy to say that uh, we have led most of the um, um, hard magazines articles. Uh, We are leading on some of the technology developments by some of the subjects we covered. Hopefully, my goal this season, season five, is get a little bit deeper in the uh, discussion of the type of technology and how that technology or innovation will benefit us uh, in our lifestyle and the world itself. Uh, But most importantly, I want to thank our audience. Our audience has been with us through the beginning. As I said, we're starting our fifth season. It's hard to believe. I'm so excited uh, because five seasons uh, doing the uh, radio show T3 uh, today tomorrow's technology is really exciting to keep our audience involved uh, of course call 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com as always the reason the show has done so well and I think why the audience likes the show is that not only do we talk to the leading scientists, engineers, and innovators, uh, our tech audience really, but we make it simple or draw conclusions that the non-techies can achieve and listen to. This is our success formula. This is a discussion. It's not about getting down to the individual widgets and the scientific terms for that widget, but it's understanding what that widget or gadget or the new invention is going to do for us and how do we use it. As we look around today's environment, we've had lots of discussions on the types of technologies that we currently use and the different fields that we've used these technologies. Uh, today's show is called Technology Innovation. What do I know? I will continue to explore the different uh functional areas in the technology development, different areas that technology can change. And I really have broken down the show in about three major parts. The first part of this first period will cover about uh, uh, technology, a little bit about automation, robotics, uh, and of course, education, talk a little bit about the field. But in the second segment, I, I took it a different direction. Uh, I read an article about uh, doomsday scenarios and what type of technology we will need uh, to survive or technology to develop to ensure that that doomsday scenario does not happen. And finally, in the third, we'll do a recap of both the technologies that are coming out in the future that we need to know about, some of the companies that are involved in the technology development, which some of us know most of those, but there's a few others that are interesting to learn about. And then finally, uh, just a little bit about technology itself. I have about three or four, uh, you know, 
I guess, topics that we should be exploring more throughout the uh, course of season five, and we'll talk about that. But in our show, we we really have highlighted many forms of uh, very of uh, technology and innovations such as artificial intelligence, unmanned aerial vehicles, robots, robots in space, robots in medicine, robots in mining, robots in the automobile industry, both in the manufacturing and driverless car. We talked about the exploration of cyber, cybersecurity. We talked about uh, radio frequency, how important is that, is that for wireless communication. We talked about the needs for satellites and the explosion of satellites uh, that is going on, rockets uh, that will... T- carry the next uh, uh, space passengers to either the moon or Mars. And and right now we're on 2020 course to get to Mars. Uh, Solar energy or various alternate energy forms are important. And of course, uh, one of the things that I like to talk about is those early adopters, those innovators that take on new products for the first time and lead the rest of us um, uh, and push us uh, to adopt those new technologies. And of course, automation digitalization, the workforce itself, and technology education. We've talked about all those subjects, and I'm very happy to say that it's been a treat for me because every time I pick up a magazine, one of those subjects are mentioned in the article. There's a little bit more information. It's interesting to me to find out that we've been at the leading edge of technology development or technology discussions because really we talk about it. We do bring in these engineers, innovators, and scientists to tell us about how they're moving forward. But I would like to continue with the show today talking about the various topics I mentioned uh, above, but specifically, I want to turn our attention to artificial intelligence, robotics, and automation, because that really seems to be the uh, driver today. Automation is here, whether you believe it or not. I've stated that numerous times in the various uh, shows that automation is here. Living wage has to come along uh, along with that. I'm a firm believer of that uh, because we need it. But uh, more importantly, uh, technology development and uh, innovation that is occurring today is in every part of our life or lifestyle or functional area, whether it's uh, uh, area of work, area of leisure, area of study, uh, you name it, uh, there is an increased functionality uh, that new technology is needed. And it's interesting to me because I look around and I go, wow, it's in camping, it's in food processing, it's in logistics. I mean, you're keep hearing that. That's just the name of few. But let's, uh, as I said, uh, I, I don't want to get off track. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the third segments. But uh, the early innovators are really uh, key because they are the early adopters of this new technology. And what I'd like to do is begin to talk about uh, the artificial inte- intelligence, automation, and the need for robotics and, and, and the need to train the workforce. And it's interesting to me that while I think we're educating uh, the workforce, uh, 
there still needs to be more of it. And I've always said our, our high schools have to change to the 21st uh, century education format. We're still in the 19th century education format. How do we do that and, and, and what do we propose is really critical. But I also believe there's a juncture. There's a juncture between the education community, the corporate community or the businesses, and then, of course, the family itself or the person getting educated. That trifecta must occur. We can lead, uh, as they say, you can lead the horse to the water, but it's up to the horse to drink it. And I always tell my folks, hey, I can help you, but you have to take the first step to helping yourself. I cannot carry you to the finish line. It won't work. The other big uh, debate is, uh, uh, you know, I can teach you to fish. Or I can give you a fish. I'd rather teach you to fish so that you can feed yourself uh, and, and, and grow from that. And I really do f- believe that the automation, artificial intelligence, and a future robotic business that will continue to, and I'm not going to say replace because jobs are being replaced. We've been replacing uh, agricultural jobs since the beginning of the uh, Industrial Revolution. However, other jobs have produced. You know, people talk about Google, uh, Facebook, and other uh, internet companies, but these internet companies are springing up, and they are providing other jobs, jobs that are important. Just in the manufacturing uh, industry, it is critical that other jobs are uh, being uh, formed, and they are replacing what I call the older traditional jobs. So be aware of that. Let's not be scared, because I, I firmly believe there's going to be a balance and just like the uh, uh, industrial revolution there's going to be an informational revolution and just the internet itself has changed a lot of activities that we know of well anyway i came across an article uh, there uh, as i read robotics report written by eugene dimitri it was a september 4th article and he had a fortunate uh, he interviewed Joe Gemma, uh, chief regional officer for Americas for the Kudka Robotics Corporation. And when I take a look at how many robotics companies are out there, they're growing. Uh, they're growing in numbers. They're growing in the type of businesses they're reaching out to. Anyway, uh, Joe uh, Gemma uh, asserted that automation is not the cause of labor productivity challenges for manufacturers, but but the solution. And I really do believe that. I think robotics and automation, and we've talked about it. Uh, Professor Leon has been here in in the digitization, the automation. Uh, These things are growing business, how he educates his students. We've been talking about this. So this is nothing new, but it's interesting that this article came out September 4th, 2019, and talked about the same thing. Let's not fear fear itself, but let's overcome that by understanding what kind of jobs robotics, automation, uh, artificial intelligence will take over. Uh, the uh, As I said, uh, Microsoft, Apple, Google, uh, both are uh, technology enablers and uh, have built the smartphones. Look at the smartphones. They're employed. Now, the question is where those factories are set up and how those uh, uh, employees are trained is critical. One of the things I'll bring up a little bit later is the U.S. could do a lot more. In fact, uh, a current presidential Democratic president, uh, Yang, uh, mentioned that we're not training. We talk about uh, training 
training our workforce after the, uh, a particular business is taken over or retraining them in uh, from an automobile old 20th century to the 21st century. We're not doing a good job. So those are things that we really need to take a look at. But the technology, the innovation within that functional area is critical. And that's what I'd like to talk about. Uh, the paradigm has shifted in the last five to 10 years. Uh, people now are, I believe, are getting more comfortable uh, to me uh, when we talk about robotics and what robotics can do. And as I said earlier, robotics and automation and artificial intelligence, while artificial intelligence is new and it's just, and I shouldn't say new, it's been around, but it's it hasn't been as successful as we wanted it. It hasn't achieved its goal, but we can continue to develop that both from a cognitive perspective and a machine-to-machine activity. I, I do believe the the ability to learn and apply that learning to the next action in a robot or the next action in the sequence will be critical, and that's what I'm talking about. As we move on, uh, you know, people are getting more comfortable in the integration of robotics, automation, uh, shuttles from the airport has taken us, the uh, uh, the driverless cars, taxis that we hear about, uh, the various automation of smart homes in our in our daily lives uh, is critical. We've talked about that in our company. But more importantly, when you talk about robotics or manufacturing, it's no longer a dirty job. Uh, it's, a, you know, we're talking about setting up a, a computer numerical control system. It's a touchscreen interface, uh, and it uh, touches our tech lives every day. And the ability to touch that screen, uh, we it's not uh, no longer a dull, dirty, or dangerous work. It's ability of having the machine do the dirty work, the dangerous work, and having the human beings oversee that work. And I think that's important and everything. But how do we turn out and how do we make these products from a business perspective? I'm a businessman. Uh, you know, I've got to make it affordable. Therefore, I've got to make it less expensive or cheaper, as most people say. And then the products itself, as I assemble the product and I distribute the product, and as people begin to buy it, all that has an economic impact on my daily life. In your daily life from a technology, if we're talking about the new televisions, I'm I'm looking at the high-definition 4K televisions, and I go, wow, look at the prices. They've gone down from somewhere between $1,500 a television, a, a 50 55-inch, 65-inch, because I'm looking at the bigger television, and they're down to about $900, $1,200, and I'm going, wow. And then I look at the speed of uh, the transmission and the capability, and, uh, of course, the HMI cables behind it and the ability to bring up Amazon or uh, or uh, Hulu oh. as uh, and other uh, services into the system. I can do pretty much everything I need within my TV, depending on what I want to uh, watch, and right now, I still, we had a conversation with my team uh, just a few weeks ago talking about Blockbuster, and I remember being here in the early 80s, and Blockbuster was the uh, movie, uh, uh, or secondary movies, you didn't go to the movie theater, you went to Blockbuster to get rent a movie for the weekend, and you nice. rent four or five, and then from that uh, uh, VHS uh, format, you got CDs, and now you got high-definition CDs, mm-hmm. but Blockbuster went away. Same thing as in the early 80s, I was working in the Pentagon and I first got introduced to the electrical typewriter or the smart typewriter and there was a program as I left the Pentagon and all of a sudden we all can remember uh, uh, the uh, the 
what is it, Radio Shack 64 or the compact oh, machines wow, <laughs> and uh, and all those initial computers, you know, until Microsoft decided, hey, let's let's quit worrying about these various softwares. Let me give you an entire package sweep. And I remember uh, going from building the building and each building had a different uh, uh, software package. And it was from an operating perspective, it was very difficult for me to learn each software. Mm-hmm. And I said, one day someone's going to create an entire package that you can go across from Word documents to PowerPoint to spreadsheets to Outlook and other activities all within the same format. So that that's kind of where we're at, and I, I'm really excited about this. But let's talk about one thing, one area that I'd like to explore. Uh, we definitely need to get people into engineering and robotics training, and we need the la- uh, labor policies to change and in support. But one thing that Gemma uh, talked about is the uh, the U.S. government needs to be more aggressively. In fact, he, he says that uh, in China, Japan, Thailand, Germany, and France, uh, they really support the uh, initiative on robotic training. In fact, uh, the U.S. is seventh in the world in the number of robots per worker. And so that's something we need to correct. And in South Korea, the highest robot density uh, is in South Korea, and they're running somewhere between uh, uh, 710 robots per 10,000 people. U.S. is running today at 200 uh, folks per uh, 10,000 people. There's a big disclaimer there or or a gap there of almost 400-something robots. Uh, And then the other thing is China. China is the highest user of robots, and of course, the, I'm sure they're going to continue that with uh, some of the trade wars, but it's impacting their their manufacturing, their, uh, impacting their consumer demand, and, the, and th- their internal consumer demand is going to be critical. That's the reason the U.S. For, uh, labor or businesses were going to Japan. Anyway, uh, as I talked about this, we've got uh, 30 seconds before we move on. I wanted to tell everybody that our topic today is technology and innovation, what do we know about it, how can we improve the ability to understand artificial intelligence, automation, and robotics, are those uh, uh, hindering our activity, or are they helping our technology uh, ability to use technology, innovation, and so forth. I believe they are helpful, but we have to have a balance. Uh, Everything in life is about a balance. Uh, You know, we were just talking this morning about diets, and and, uh, some person like this diet uh, a formulary and the other one likes this other diet. We all need to balance in everything. But most importantly, the United States uh, needs to continue its education programs. It needs to embrace the uh, automation, artificial intelligence, and robotics and begin to spin off those other jobs. Listen, a welding job, which I learned five years ago, has a doctor's degree. So let's uh, let's work hard. I'll come back after this commercial uh, break, and let's talk about these doomsday ca- catastrophic events, but the technology we need. So I'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking about uh, technology innovation. What do I know? I focused in the first period about automation, about robotics, and about manufacturing, and, of course, improving manufacturing through artificial intelligence. Uh, This this period, what I'd like to do is change the subject a little bit. We always talk about how to use technical products or innovations or gadgets or devices. This time, I'm going to talk about, because I read an article uh, that uh, was kind of interesting more than anything else, because it started talking about, uh, I think it was Popular Magazine interviewing uh, uh, Brian Walsh in his new book, uh, uh, End, End of Times, A Brief Guide to to the end of the world, and Wash skips over some of the key, uh, or he talks about, I should say, not skips over, but talks about some of the alarming doomsday scenarios. And my question was, okay, if these are the doomsday scenarios that people are kind of projecting or forecasting, what can we do or what is technology doing to either delay that uh, catastrophe or improve the circumstances of that catastrophe? In fact, we just had one today. We talked about it a lot, uh, which are hurricanes, you know, uh, Hurricane Duray. Uh, uh, I've been working with uh, Puerto Rico uh, Island uh, in the uh, in the repairs of uh, Hurricane Maria. And here we are, Duray uh, 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 just went by. Uh, Puerto Rico, they kept their fingers crossed and it went by. But Bermuda, I mean, when you're sitting on a Category 5 for over 24 hours, it was destruction. And and exactly what I expected to see uh, was visible. And the U.S., of course, uh, other than the massive rains on the Cat 3, Cat 2, and Cat 1, 
Uh, Mother Nature is very destructive. So anyway, let's talk a little bit more about these doomsday scenarios. Uh, I've got Alex here to help me discuss some of those uh, topics and and talk about some of the technologies we may need. But it's interesting that, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm a horizontal um, integrator type personality. That's the kind of personality I have. I try to look at technology and, and tie technology from one system to the other, so I'm collective. I'm a system of system type applicant. I'm not a uh, what I call a, a real good solid engineer that I'm functionally stovepipe two miles deep, and that's the only thing I know. I, I, uh, I believe that we have to cut across horizontally and not so much vertically, although the vertical knowledge is critical. It's important, but bridging those vertical columns are also important, mm-hmm. and I will talk a little bit about that, and at least that's how I feel. The first one that Brian Walsh talks about is, of course, and the one that's always in the news, and we can talk about it or not talk about it, but uh, I'm going to mention it here, is either global warming or climate change and the uh, geoengineering. Geoengineering of Earth and science has been going on since, at least from my perspective, Vietnam War. And I'm sure before that, with the early Chinese, as they developed uh, what I call uh, gunpowder. Uh, but in the in the Vietnam War, uh, we were trying to control monsoons and the rains because of of uh, it was constantly raining. So, or we wanted to it was uh, uh, it was a dry season and we wanted it to rain. So hmm. here we were trying to stop the rain or start the rain. And the real question is, what happens if that gets out of control? Of what? Uh, yeah, we developed the technology to control the weather, but then now the weather turns around and bites and 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 becomes a dangerous event for human beings so that is the issue uh, where technology and human mankind has to uh, deal with with that situation and I don't know maybe this is new to you Alex but uh, we've been doing that for a long long time and we continue it's to do that. It's kind of new but <laughs> so this is important because what you're saying um, sometimes when you're trying to do something for to good it, yeah. to be good that you're thinking ahead in future yeah. probably who knows maybe we even made it worse and that's probably the result that we have today on many things the glaciers, on the heat absolutely uh, so most of the things yeah. that we try to do in oppenheimer and the develop of the you know in um uh, of the nuclear weapon, mm-hmm. you know, we need nuclear power today. It's friendly, but you can look at the crisis right now in Iran about uh, the development of nuclear power, not nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so everything's got a catch twenty yeah. two. Uh, everything's got dual twenty uh, a dual use, as we call it in yeah. the uh, in the uh, commercial military business. It's got a commercial application. It's got a military application. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. Uh, how you apply that is critical. And, so. it, and it applies to everything as well. For example, right. um, trying to make more clothes, or et cetera, and they're contaminating with the chemicals that they use, et cetera. So at the end of the day, it's you always will have... Either oh, one good side, and then there's always a bad side to it. But so like, the weather patterns, uh, what goes wrong, what goes right, you know, I mean, we talk about hurricanes, uh, we talk about uh, the tornadoes. I mean, we've well, had a rash of tornadoes. Has, right, one recently. thing has a lot to do with the other. For example, with mm. hurricanes, which I can relate because I'm com- I come from Puerto Rico, I'm Puerto Rican, so I know about hurricanes. Um, the basic 
for a hurricane to form is warm water. So what happens if it's so hot in the whole area? It makes the water get yeah. hotter. It affects the wildlife for um, the fishes, all those type of things. And then yeah, the, on top of the, it, it makes hurricanes the, faster. Well, the algae growth in the ocean that they had in Florida. Correct. There's That's a lot of things that. there, but I think uh, I'm not a doomsayer per se. Oh, I do believe sure. everything has a balance. I do th- think uh, there is a swing or a momentum. There's a, a cycle, uh-huh. I would say. Yeah. Uh, there's a bad cycle, just yeah. like there's a good cycle in business and a bad cycle in business. Mm-hmm. You've got to weather the storm. Uh, same thing with uh, geo-warming or climate change. Let me move on to artificial intelligence because I I find it kind of interesting that uh, uh, Musk himself saw this as the biggest uh, uh, threat uh, facing humanity. Uh, will the robots take over you know, the human beings? You know, this is... Uh, so many movies done in Hollywood about this. <laughs> exactly. But uh, here's a leading scientist, a leading innovator who uh, is, uh, you know, that is his... Uh, Doomsday scenario yeah. and and it cautions the world yeah. uh, on that and and there's a lot of uh, rationale uh, to uh, ponder about how do we go forward and it gets mm-hmm. back to the laws of robotics you know type thing another one that we see all the time and I still don't understand how we get it or how it's evolved but it's in the diseases. You know, on yes. one hand, diseases has killed more human beings uh, than anything else, and uh, and more than any of the wars or natural disasters that we've had today. Uh, the disease Ebola in Africa, in fact, we have several cases right now, active cases of Ebola in Africa right mm-hmm. now. And then, of course, if you move to the other side of the spectrum, uh, the viruses that spread uh, with contagious diseases, and you've got the measles, you know, the breakouts of measles in schools and how do you deal with that? So the mosquito bites as, as well. Mosquito bites, all that. But this is where technology innovation. See, there's an application in each one of those. Mm-hmm. How do how do we help? How do we support our particular lifestyle? Mm-hmm. And and more importantly, how do we do good, not bad, or be yeah. evil with the new development of technology? And that's that's. Um, yin and yang for me as I go through the process. Food safety. We've had a lot of scares on food safety uh, from the uh, growing of the food to the picking of the food to the distribution Mm -hmm. of the food to the supermarket. Yeah, the pesticides issues, uh, you know, DDT that was Mm -hmm. bad for a lot of the animals, birds, bald eagles. uh, So those are the things that I remember. So, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was once an issue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these issues in food safety. Uh, here's a topic that we've talked about, and we talked a little bit about it, is uh, asteroids or comets or, uh, you know, uh, yes. uh, what, do you, what do you call those? Uh, they just hurtle towards Earth. And the question is, will we have a big comet or asteroid that may hit the Earth? And if so, will we get warning? Can we push that comet or asteroid Can out of the way? About it. Can we uh, can we survive as a uh, just like from happened Earth? with the dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah, in the same era. But yeah. of course, dinosaurs did not have the technology that we have today. So, so exactly. And what I'm looking at <laughs> is what are the technologies that you need to develop? You know, from uh, from uh, early warning, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the disruption of the path of that asteroid, which is huge. Can we even alter? There's several movies. You know, we can't alter. Uh, if it hits Earth. 
What happens? Do we go into this deep freeze or does everybody get killed uh, or eliminated based on the overpressure and mm-hmm. the fires and so forth and so on? So these are all technologies that are uh, that are needed uh, to be developed in order to understand these doomsday uh, scenarios. It's a little different take. Uh, yeah. The other one is the <laughs> volcanoes. Uh, you know, we've had one, I think, Hawaii and the Big Island, Maui, and yeah. just recently in the last six months to eight and months. And in Italy, um, Italy as well. Italy, okay, They've missed had, that one. Uh, a couple of them as well. Uh, well, I always said to me, volcanoes are kind of interesting because I go back to my elementary school days when the teacher says there are no active volcanoes in the United States, and I was it was uh, kind of mid sixties, and I looked around because all the volcanoes were dormant, and I said, well, dormant doesn't mean that you're that just means you're sleeping, but if you wake up, you have a big boom. Mm-hmm. So I know the teacher and I got in a big discussion about that. <laughs> I didn't win that day, but. I think when uh, Mount St. Helen blew up, I think uh, I had a smile on my face uh, that I was right and she was wrong. Unfortunately, but volcanoes creates that mist in the air and the airlines and the dust that settles over, you know, hundreds of miles, which... uh, And contaminates as well. Yes, yes. It doesn't make it breathable, so it's dangerous. Uh, Also, the one that we... They had in Bolivia, was it? Uh, well, they, uh, Bolivia or the one that uh, when Nicole was there visiting you, you had uh, an, uh, oh, yes. a volcano oh, that erupted that caused her to stay an extra week in I Argentina. I think that was in Chile. Was it Chile? I okay. think so. Uh, so anyway, all I know is every time Nicole travels, she either had a tsunami, <laughs> a hurricane, a volcano, or an earthquake. I told her she better take out some insurance because <laughs> she's dangerous to travel with. But uh, so it was interesting because... Because she would uh, forecast, uh, and I wouldn't say that she knew. Is just that we there just was for a national precautions as well. There was a national emergency <laughs> when she traveled. And the last one I'd like to talk about is aliens. Uh, we've been talking, and it's yeah. picking up speed now. And especially with the U.S. Navy that has uh, put out formal rules on reporting a- alien discoveries or oh, flights. Really? The Navy has done that, so you know it adds cre- credence. Oh, and then of course the. Uh, uh, the big roundup that's going to happen in Area 51 right. uh, sometime in September, I believe, or October time frame that's going to happen. So all this is creating, but the issue is, if we have a- aliens here in our planet, they must have superiority technology <laughs> just to reach us. Because think about us <laughs> trying to get to the moon, trying to get to Mars, trying to We're understand the universe. Like and you can go to my podcast to discover some of the uh, top we talked about, uh, of course, with uh, Hawks Abbott. Uh, he's the leading uh, space guy that I know of, both from a commercial perspective, NASA perspective, uh, the various satellite usage, uh, uh, and, of course, uh, a warrior uh, on how to defend for uh, satellite exploitation. So, anyway, all those things are there. And so I would encourage everybody, uh, to, if you have not, uh, go back to Voice America. Look at uh, the Variety Channel. Look at Today, Tomorrow's Technology. Take a look at some of the older podcasts. You can find them there and pick out uh, several of them. We've talked about medical products. We've talked about smart homes. We've talked about cybersecurity. We have several programs of robotics. And we'll continue those as we, uh, what my goal this season five is to really narrow down our focus and talk about some of the uh 
items that really surprise us, but uh, I've talked about those items. I'm, I'm going to bring guests that will talk a little bit about their adventure and their discovery on these items. So that's really what I'd like to talk about in Season 5, and and I think it's going to be fun. But I hope these... Uh, it was interesting as I read the Doomsday uh, uh, material um, from Brian Walsh as he published them, and, yeah. and he had an uh, interview with uh, Popular Magazine. Uh, mechanics magazine uh, it's just a different way of looking at it versus mm-hmm. looking at everything rosy what's the other side of the coin and I thought that was interesting you yeah. you have any other comments no, I, I just it popped in my hand how we always think that aliens are bad you know they yeah. come here to kill us take us away but we're not bad people and we want to reach out to the moon <laughs> to Mars here and there to explore but no always aliens well, are they bad don't look and they're like going to kill they, they're going to kill us they're ugly and they don't look <laughs> like us that's the reason uh, so it, you know but look at the Star Wars movies and look at uh, all the space movies that are out there uh, I think about that uh, but there's other scenarios you can think about it and it's important uh, the climate change one is always going to be at our forefront it'll be in the presidential election mm-hmm. uh but i always believe that's got to be balanced uh, how war. bad is that yeah. as well yeah. and it's on between us as well yeah making it all in, us. increase between the tensions increase yes. between indian pakistan u.s russia china uh you know the the discussion between iran and israelis uh, those are all yeah. critical events that mm-hmm. could impact our lives but let's talk about technology in a in a positive sense uh, when we come back yeah. for the next segment uh we're going to talk about some of the companies some of the what are the inter- internet gadget stuff some of the functionalities of that we're going to talk about some of the other technical discoveries that i made in some leaning magazines and we'll talk about the positive there's always negative about technology because there are guys who like to use technology to help mankind and Mm. there's others who just want to destroy mankind and that's the debate with the pistols and stuff but so in 30 seconds let me just wrap it up we we had the opportunity to talk uh, with alex here we talked about seven key scenarios on doomsday and the type of technologies we will need to create innovate uh, develop in order to support us through these hard times and i think we can do that Uh, technology as i look around is just about in every activity that I do, that we do as a human race. Uh, it's just amazing. I'm just, uh, I'm surprised and I'm at awe sometimes at uh, the type of technologies and innovations that people come up with. Anyway, we're going back to our second break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests, which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune into All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Although a controversial subject, one thing that seems to be proven is that cannabis has some incredible medical properties. Join Dr. Joe Rosado for Talk. We'll talk about medical cannabis through research from Dr. Joe over the last decade. Plus, groundbreaking news, inspiration, and education that will have you thinking about the industry differently. Featuring guests and advice from Dr. Joe. Talk airs live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome, folks. This is Jose Negron, your host of uh, Today, Tomorrow's Technology, the leading technology show, T3. Uh, we've had the opportunity to talk about uh, automation, manufacturing, artificial intelligence in the first segment. In the second segment, we talked about uh, doomsday scenario. We chose seven doomsday scenarios and about the technologies that we would need to help us survive during those catastrophe timeframes. So it was interesting. Now I'd like to focus on some of the future technologies, some of the companies, some of the uh, articles in the magazines, where the leading technology trends are leading us. But before I do that, I really want to take uh, uh, just uh, a nod to uh, the uh, two things. Uh, Apple uh, iPhone 11 is being unveiled, or they have the Apple show uh, today uh, out there, and it's ongoing right now with new lineups uh, being reported uh, on the iPhone 11 Pro, iPhone 11 Pro Max, other iPhone iPhone 11 replacing the XS, XS Max, and the XR mo- models. Also, uh, one that I've, uh, I kind of um, smile about is the uh, Apple Watch uh, and its update and, and how it's changing how we use the Apple Watch, both from a communication perspective, from a health perspective, and also from a reporting perspective. It is important to know that the Apple Watch and most of these um, uh, Fitbits are there to help us in our particular health activities. Uh, they monitor our heart rate 
uh, at time, and some of them, if they're not doing it now, are looking at cholesterol and other activities, daily intakes. So uh, there are smart watches. Uh, they keep track of our sleep habits. Uh, uh, they're, uh, they, they have improved battery life so that uh, it, it stays with us for a longer period of time. And, of course, uh, uh, really moving into the healthcare fitness environment. And that's what uh, Series 5 will do. There's been some of, uh, I guess, for those uh, Apple watchers or uh, professionals that love Apple, especially Apple watches, the cosmetic arrangement is not so much uh, from a model perspective, but it's the ability of the software to interact with other types of activities uh, to help you. Uh, you have something um, else, So yeah, Alex? this week, as most of you may know, um, Apple has the, the whole week where they're going to be unveiling and they're more like be probably like around 15 minutes from now they're going to be starting on it so they're going to be unveiling the apple watch they're going to be um doing the iphone 11 which has new most gadgets and um talking about the iwatch what we heard is they may bring out new materials for the Apple Watch. So they're looking into ways of making it less expensive so it's reachable to more people. And what they're doing is this year, apparently they're bringing out the titanium. They've never done it out of titanium. So Titanium? Okay. Yeah, titanium. All the traditional watches use this because it's just cheaper, it's less heavy. Um, so apparently lightable, it's light mm -hmm. and durable. Yeah, it's a product that uh, the mineral that the SR-71 used a lot was titanium oh, okay. because it's much lighter, but it's more difficult to handle at times, and it's costly, so hopefully mm -hmm. they made it cheaper. Yeah, so they do that, and also ceramics. Okay, ceramics so, is a growing yeah. material that mm -hmm. is improving. Exactly, day. so we'll see how that looks. Yep. I'm excited to see it. All right, folks, so let's turn to the Internet of Things because as I look at that, it's usually you see it as IOT, uh, the Internet of Things. And when I started looking at Internet of Things about uh, almost two years ago, maybe three, uh, it was a very short list, but the system of uh, inter integrating computer devices, mechanical and digital machines, objects, uh, animals or people uh, to integrate their activities and the ability to transfer data over a network uh, without a human-to-human -human or human-to-computer interaction has become critical. And so that is the definition of Internet of Things. It's the convergence of multiple technologies, real-time analytics, uh, machine learning, commodity sensors, embedded systems. So that, I wanted to bring that out because as I look at the types of Internet embedded systems, we've got wireless sensors, networks, control systems, automation. Most of that doesn't mean to anything to anybody because all I want to do is get on a wireless device like my smartphone and just have the Internet come up. And now we have smart cities, uh, a lot of effort are going on depending on the city that you live to have internet uh, available to everybody you you see it in the airport but one of the things I think we have to be careful is of course the security mm -hmm. the profile security for your thing for sure. but I'm also interested in the internet of things because we talked about consumer applications some of the things we've talked about here is smart home elderly care nursing those are consumer application uh, you got commercial application uh, which is of course the medical health care field we had uh, 
Sarah Castillo here talking about robotics, robotics helping the medical trend, the automation. Look at the machinery in the hospital and all the sensors they have uh, really um, monitoring every activity that a patient has. And it's a plug and play transportation system. Uh, uh, We had uh, several guests talk about transportation Mm -hmm. system and how the transportation system is changing in uh, what I call large metropolitan areas versus small. So uh, all that is going on. Uh, the The new one for me was the V2X uh, X uh, V2X communication devices, and this is the ability to uh, communicate at, uh, from what I say, the human to the car to uh, uh, the uh, other road infrastructure devices. Oh, so nice. it's, a, it's a seamless type thing. So let me just read this to make sure I got it right. But the uh, let's see, we've had uh, uh, the vehicle to pedestrian communication is uh, V2. The V2X is the first step to uh, autonomously driving and connect to road infrastructure. So this Ooh. is the first step to autonomously driving. Uh, so its ability to transfer and move down. A, a critical thing is like uh, traffic alerts or traffic warnings and stuff like that as you're going along in the highway, and especially for the driverless car. So that's, that is, that's something new for me. Uh, that's something we'll keep a watch on and we'll wor- work that. And then, of course, the the materials, the building of homes, uh, the automation. As I told you, I have a smart home. We've got communication device. Uh, I've always been enamored by that as a kid to tell my lights to come on, tell my lights to turn on. Off, the ability now to check your refrigerator contents or uh, start uh, cooking on the stove is there. Uh, also, uh, internet applications. We've got industrial applications. We've got the manufacturing. We've got agriculture. You got so many things when you think about it. I mean, in the manufacturing area, uh, I look at the logistic development. We talked about Amazon. We've talked about Google. We talked about Apple. You know, those are. You think about Apple and the manufacturing of the uh, what we just talked about. The iPhone or the uh, the smart watches or the computers. You talk about Amazon. Uh, you know, one day delivery. How do they do? that with the uh, I call it uh, the human robotic interaction the cobot uh, that is the co-development of human and, and, and the bots working together in agriculture which is the uh, you know something that we really need to take a look at uh, the ability to plant and farm a field using tractors using GPS and satellite mechanism they can lay all that out and just food processing growing the food and uh, and the uh, genetic foods and, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of people today uh, I'm trying to remember the the burger that is all plant based and uh, it's been the rage and I can't remember the name of it uh, uh, yeah it's a veggie burger huh. uh, but it tastes like meat and everybody oh. uh, they've been selling it and that uh, in uh, in uh, Kroger is going to pick up uh, uh, a, a distribution license on that so that's kind of interesting well, so agriculture infrastructure application uh, you know the metropolitan scale developments that we talked about the energy management the environmental mi- uh, monitoring so these are all applications for the internet of things and I've talked about the definition so there's lots of new technologies that's going on in that process also trends and characteristics uh, you know as I look at the trends and the characteristics is the device intelligent does it have a, a strong architectural device is it complex most of the older folks like myself uh, I, I sit there and look at it and people are scared I like to touch it because I'm the Mikey of my field but I also have two grand 
granddaughters, we're really four granddaughters, and I'm amazed how they can pick up an iPhone, get to whatever app they want, and continue watching it, yeah, and have no clue, from my perspective, they're two-year-olds, they have no clue how they got there. They just got there. Exactly. And I, I yeah. and just I sit there That's and marvel. <laughs> it blows my mind watching them use that iPhone or iPad like and nothing. get to their particular app to watch a movie or watch them work a particular, what is it? The, uh, new, the, the new generation. Yeah, the new generation. I, I just, it's, it's amazing to and me. And how they do on paper. Have you seen them? No. When they try to like zoom in the picture on a magazine. No, and I I'm like, it's that. not an iPhone. No, it doesn't do that. They think oh, really? That everything oh, no, I haven't works seen that yet. But, uh, I, I seen did. That. So that's interesting. My niece did that yeah. the other day. I was like, what? Oh, boy. So let's go on to, uh, there's several companies that I'm going to be watching. Of course, Amazon Web Services. There's the National Renewable Energy Laboratory, the U.S. Department uh, from DOE. Oracle is still uh, playing a significant part in high automation and security. There's Signify. This is a multi-leader in a uh, way to improve the cities and enhancing Wi-Fi and connectivity today. Spectrum. Uh, there's 27 million business and, and the government municipalities across 41 states, and they're trying to uh, understand the spectrum. Spectrum dynamics. I know the military is losing spectrum capability in order for that spectrum to be awarded or used in the commercial sector. Uh, T-Mobile, The uh, all these, um, you know, AT&T, the mobile devices, uh, that's all growing. And so... How about uh, the 5G and the 4G? The 5G <laughs> and 4G. I mean, uh, I uh, you know, the 5G is supposed to give us greater connectivity and greater streaming capability. Uh-huh. However, I still think the testing needs to be done on some of that. Yeah, we don't and, have it fully And hopefully running. the hype is not... Uh, leading the way because mm-hmm. I know that sometimes I get a little frustrated when they tell me I have yeah. 5G and, and my phone stops working. Uh, it's, it's not, not a pleasant uh, system for me. So uh, there are barriers. There's uh, interoperability barriers that mm-hmm. we're trying to get. The value proposition of if I buy this, what do, what benefit do I get, and do I really need it? Correct. You know, I. But I think uh, as it is interesting when you start looking at the generational gaps. The new generation, their younger generation, says, "Let me have it. I'm going to use it. I'll tell you about it." All the generation is looking at what is the cost of that, and do I get a benefit for that, <laughs> and will I really use it uh, a number of times uh, to make it worth yes. it? It's yes. kind of interesting as I look at that, and it doesn't for matter because sure. I'm sure my parents, and I know my parents did the same thing to me as I looked at new products when especially when in our generation I was looking at new computers as I had uh, the compact computer I used to carry it around like a suitcase uh, the cell phones I was the first one to use a cell phone in my family so Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny as I go back and look at these things but uh, all those things are going to be looked at uh, uh, my biggest concern of course is the privacy and security concerns of all these devices Uh, I think uh, the younger generation is a little bit more trusting the older generation is not but then the government policies or uh, a commercial ethics between the corporations and you know the Facebook issue they've been having some trying times and I think uh, Zuckerberger has to step up to the plate or get more advice to that but anyway uh, we're coming up to a minute on our discussion on our first uh, podcast for season five it's been exciting for me because I really am looking forward I'm in awe of the items of technologies that we've talked about on the show please go back and take a look at 
Voice, America, the uh, Variety Channel, T3, uh, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Look at those podcasts. Lots of information there. This Season 5, we will try to bring you uh, more guests and talk about specific areas of these technologies. First segment, we talked a little bit about uh, automation, artificial intelligence, and robotics. Second segment, we took a doomsday scenario. And in this last segment, we talked about leading companies. We talked about the Internet of Things and a type of technology. So I once again, I'd just like to thank Alex Loreno for uh, my executive assistant that without this show I couldn't do. And I appreciate all of her help. Uh, uh, my thanks are my payment for her, but uh, uh, I can only. Uh, oh, yes. Every Tuesday fun. we have breakfast. That's yeah, what we exactly. do. Every we Tuesday have we have breakfast. Love, but we have fun. Yeah. And it's a great discussion. Also, I'd like to thank. Uh, uh, Lee Daniels for helping me as my executive producer. And if you have any questions, please uh, call the station uh, at Voice America and uh, we'll work it in 866-472-5788. This is Jose Negron, your host on Today, Tomorrow's Technology. And I bid you farewell and talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.